Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Call Me Crazy. You can call me Baz. Um, we are back in the quarantine circumstances, but it's all good because we're getting a face-to-face kind of virtual experience. Um, I'm here with my really good friend, Petra. <laughs> uh, we were literally just chatting about like the last time we FaceTimed. It was when we were literally kids and now we're not, which is weird. I still feel like a kid, but you're definitely not a kid, um, <laughs> which is unreal to me, um, which is what we're going to talk about <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> we're going to talk about a little bit that whole transition and everything. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so crazy. Uh, I don't know if you want to introduce yourself, your handle, whatever you want to say, a little tidbit, doesn't have to be anything crazy. Yeah, so I'm Petra. Uh, Basma and I went to high school together for four years. Um, My handle is uh, Petra underscore Butte on Instagram. Um, And I'm a mother of seven-month-old twins. (laughs) Yeah, so crazy. You're a whole mom, but you're not even just a mom of one. You're a mom of two. Like, so cool. Like, you're perfect for that, though. Like, you're literally mommy goals. But that's what I kind of wanted to pick your brain about. Um, You literally went from kind of where... I'm at, which is still kind of in that like young woman phase to like being a girlfriend and then being a mom of two. Like that's such a crazy transition. Um, and I definitely yeah. can see a lot of people going through that transition, whether it be like engagement or motherhood or even getting their first job mm-hmm. or moving out. Um, and I'm literally still in my comfort zone, yeah. but I know it's coming. So I'm always ready to pick people's brains when it comes yeah. to that. Like, I know it's coming. Sometimes you can't plan for it. Um, but yeah. I wanted to know what <laughs> has been like the biggest change for you in terms of like shifting from being like a single young woman to like a mom of two. So essentially it was a very weird sort of shift um, because we were not expecting to have twins. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So um, we were just sort of, our mindset was one baby, that's it. Mm -hmm. Um, So once we found out, actually two days from now will be a year that we found out that we were pregnant with twins. Oh my gosh. Um, So I think that, so like I was preparing for one baby. Yeah. (laughs) I was preparing for one baby and I was preparing for, you know, one thing and I'm an ECE. So Mm -hmm. I'm used to being around kids all the time. And so it just kind of felt like it was going to be natural to me. And then they told us it was twins and we were kind of joking about it through my pregnancy, like the very beginning stages of it. So we kind of like put it out in the universe, (laughs) so to speak. Um, And so we were obviously overjoyed, but the panicker in me and the planner in me was kind of freaking out because Mm -hmm. I've always been the type of person to be planning my next move. Um, And, you know, so it was just with myself where I was like, you are not going to be able to control any of this. You do realize that, Mm -hmm. right? And once I had that conversation with myself, my whole entire mentality about pregnancy and motherhood completely changed Mm -hmm. because it wasn't about what I wanted. (laughs) It wasn't about what I planned. So that was sort of when I realized that this was going to be an interesting sort of a journey Wow! Um, was when I just was like, you're not going to be able to plan it. And my pregnancy was great, but they were two months early. Wasn't Mm. planning that. Um, I was hoping for two girls and luckily I was so blessed to get two beautiful girls. Um, 
And, you know, I was in the hospital for like a couple of weeks because one of the babies broke their, plus, uh, broke their water. Sorry. Mm. So it was just like so many weird things were happening closer to the end where it really tested my mental health for sure, because you're in a hospital by yourself. Um, most of the day, your family and friends are working. They can't come and visit you as much as you need them or want them to. And I couldn't walk. They wouldn't let me walk. Mm -hmm. So I was stuck on one floor. Um, all the other mothers were there because of similar situations to mine, but Mm -hmm. they only had one baby and I was extremely high risk already because Mm. they were identical twins. So they were already sharing a food source. Mm -hmm. So I was every two weeks, I was at the doctor getting Mm -hmm. checkups, getting ultrasound. So just that whole, it was a lot of things happening at once and it was very overwhelming. Plus I was still working full time. So it was a lot on my body, on my mind. And then it just abruptly stopped. And then two weeks later, they're born. (laughs) My gosh. It was a huge change, obviously. Um, Mm. I didn't get to have a baby shower because they came like literally two days after my baby shower. Um, I didn't get to do like maternity photos. Yeah, no, it was like, it was a lot. And, you know, obviously I had time to think about what was all going on, but I didn't really get to process it until I actually came home. But once I came home, I was healing. Mm -hmm. So I didn't actually get to like mentally heal until they were actually home they were in the NICU for weeks after they were born too. Mm -hmm. So it was just so many things. And I just kept telling myself, this is all temporary. Like Mm -hmm. they're going to be temporarily in the hospital, but they're safe. They're Mm going to be temporarily very small, but then it's going to be okay. And once I started like talking to myself and talking it through with myself, it all kind of got a little easier. So I would say the transition was a bit of a roller coaster, but I think that now I'm on a very flat curve and I think that it's I'm I'm doing great and they're doing great and we're all flourishing we're all sort of getting into our groove Mm -hmm. and once you get into a routine that's it you you feel a little better about everything Mm. every day is a little easier right so oh my gosh but it's a huge it's a huge milestone in your life I can't even imagine (laughs) it's a lot but you know and physically thank gosh but Mm -hmm. It's honestly, so I've never had surgery before and I had to have an emergency C-section. Mm-mm, I'm not so ready. The anxiety. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was honestly, wow. I honestly have to give credit to every woman in the whole entire world because what we go through during pregnancy and, you know, during birth, after birth, after pregnancy is just like... Oh my, we are warriors. Like it's warriors. Just, I have so much more respect for other women. Wow. Like literally though, like it's war, it's seriously war. And, you know, yeah. and luckily it's a beautiful uh-huh. ending and it's the positive thing, but oh my gosh, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I literally like, I'm like here, <laughs> I can barely keep my plants alive. When I'm on my period, I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to give birth? Like, this is too much. So wow. Like I yeah. always had respect for the female body, but like, obviously it's a whole found like new respect when you go through the process. Our, I always think like, this is what our bodies are meant to do. Um, but yeah. to face it mentally, I, I think is the hardest part too, right? Because your body knows what yeah. it's doing, but your mind's trying to catch up to it and you're trying to 
rationalize like this crazy shift. Um, but what you said about everything being temporary is actually such a beautiful coping mechanism, I think, because sometimes is, we yeah. think that this is like a forever state. Um, and that's when like anxiety and then depression kind of creeps up on you. So yeah. that's a really good way that you coped with it. Um, yeah, because, whoa, I, I can only imagine. There's so many things that's attached with like mental health and like motherhood too, because your hormones are everywhere like I, I they're all and they're all over you too the doctors are mm-hmm. constantly asking how you're doing they're constantly checking on you mm-hmm. and making sure that you're in the right mindset um, especially because the girls were in the NICU they were very very centered mm-hmm. around like we had someone that was appointed to us um, that would kind of check in with me if I needed help with like my mat leave or anything like that mm-hmm. she would step in and help with me um, she also there was a bunch of like things that we could apply for to get money to like help with the costs of having a child that's in the NICU because per day because they were at two hospitals so per day it was about I would say $30 for us to park just for a few hours Mm -hmm. to see our children so and each hospital has different sort of parking passes and stuff so we had one parking pass for one hospital and then another for another hospital so it was very expensive just to be there let alone like Once they got bigger, then we had to provide clothes. We had to provide diapers. So it started, you know, racking up when they, before they even came home. Um, But I think I could definitely see when I was walking through the NICU, some of the moms Mm -hmm. were having a really difficult time with postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. And there were a few moms that I sort of spoke with. Um, There was one twin mom, actually, she had two boys. And so she was just across the way. So we would chat every once in a while. And I remember just before her children got discharged, Mm -hmm. Um, she was saying that she was really, really scared to go home with them. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of asked her, I was like, why do you feel that way? And she's like, oh, my husband won't be there. The nurses won't be there. Mm -hmm. And I I said to her, I'm like, but these are your babies. You've been spending weeks with them. Mm -hmm. And just because you were in the safe NICU doesn't mean that all of those things are just going to disappear when you get home. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it might take a little bit more time to get to that point of Mm -hmm. feeling 100% comfortable, but you know that you'll be good. Mm -hmm. She was like, yeah, yeah, I guess so. And like, she was fine. I touched base with her like a couple weeks ago and she's been great. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's just getting into the groove of things. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are very intimidated by a baby. They don't talk. They don't tell you anything. So it's very, very intimidating. But you can see little signs that they do. And my whole belief was whatever they show me is what I'm going to do. So I tried breastfeeding. They didn't want it. They would scream and cry because it was too slow. Mm -hmm. So I just pumped. And guess what? They got sent home so much earlier than they would have. So it's just like, you know, but I think that the, the the healthcare industry mm-hmm. will say like, you know, what's your birth plan? What do you want to do? But I'm sure they fully know that it's really not the mother's decision <laughs> what happens. It's what's safe for the mother wow. and what's safe for the baby, right? And I think that that kind of gets, they think that they're in control. So they're like, oh, I'm going to breastfeed and this is how it's going to go. And then the baby doesn't want it. And they're mm. like, but this is what I wanted. And they don't realize that, you know, great that you want it but if your baby doesn't want it then Mm. your baby doesn't want it there's nothing that you can say or do to make that different right Mm. so I think it's just like 
having those conversations, like a lot of my friends were also pregnant with me when I was mm-hmm. pregnant. So I had such a beautiful support system with oh. other people that were only just weeks apart of me. So I'd be like, girl, I'm not feeling good. And she's like, don't worry, you'll be fine next week. It'll yeah. all be better. Oh, so that's so that good. Too. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. Yeah. So like, it was that. nice to have other people that I could kind of lean on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only difference was, is I knew no one that was pregnant with twins. So I would be similar to what they're going through, but not a hundred percent. Cause I have extra weight, extra this, extra that. Right. So oh, it was a little different, but it was nice. It was mm-hmm. nice. Wow. I think you're, yeah. well, other than like friends that are twins, you're the only like person I've ever come across. That's like had the experience to like have twins which Mm -hmm. is so beautiful and like this magical like experience but like damn it's a lot it's times two everything times two so I can imagine um wow you said so many gems I think support system (laughs) super important I always preach about like having like a community support system and it's really beautiful that you did go through it with people that you were close with because I don't know when my time will be but like girl just know I'm texting you I'm be like listen I don't know what's going on with my body. Of course. Oh my gosh. Anytime. (laughs) I don't know. There are so many things. Like I find like a lot of, (laughs) no, I find a lot of women don't talk about what happens during pregnancy Mm. uh, and what they've experienced like publicly, because there was a few times where I had symptoms of of something. And I was like, what is going on with me? Am I okay? And I Googled it and they're like, yeah, it's totally normal. And I'm like, why have not like, why have I not heard of this? When I first Mm. found out I was pregnant, I would get lightheaded all the time. And like, I'm constantly going up and down at my work, right? Cause mm-hmm. I caught up and down stairs, up and down, like changing diapers and stuff. And I would feel so lightheaded. And I'm like, oh my God, what's going on with me? Am I okay? And this is like super early stages of pregnancy where mm-hmm. your emotions are so much more heightened than usual because you're just figuring out what's going on. And I'll touch base with that in a second because it's really important to talk about, but okay, I didn't know what was happening. Yeah. I didn't know what was happening. And so I Googled it. And they said, oh, you just have to drink more water. And it's something so simple. But Mm. because there's such a big stigma to to having a miscarriage. And that's, oh, Basma, Basma, Basma. I would be so scared Mm -hmm. to go on the bus, Mm -hmm. to go in public, sorry, just in general, before I was three months pregnant. It was like terrifying because I had twins Mm -hmm. and multiples and just even one baby. Like I knew so many people while I was pregnant who also lost children Yeah, and then also got pregnant again after I had the girls. So Mm -hmm. it's like, there's just, you have to deal with your emotions first Mm -hmm. because you can only control what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, people are going to give you unsolicited advice. People are going to tell you like, oh, be careful. Don't do this or don't do that or apply cream. Oh my gosh. The amount of times people told me apply cream. You don't want stretch marks. No, no. I want those stretch marks. I want proof for the beautiful, magical thing that I was able to do with my own body. Like, oh my gosh, I'm a cry. This is so beautiful. This (laughs) is beautiful. I love that. Like, yeah, you don't need to cover up such a magical thing like Mm. you know what I mean and like I would always tell people no it's okay like I'll cream it but I don't care if I have stretch marks or not Mm. like there's a stigma towards it but I don't care I made two beautiful humans at the same time and I need proof of this yes (laughs) you did that (laughs) yeah so it's just like but being scared to leave your house is a real thing it's Mm -hmm. a real thing Mm -hmm. and if anyone came close to me I would freak out Mm -hmm. and And then I was like, why am I doing this? Like, Mm. I just, again, I can only control myself. So I walked slower. 
Mm-hmm. I would take the elevator mm-hmm. and I just tried to control mm-hmm. the way that I commuted. And all that anxiety just went mm-hmm. completely down. Mm-hmm. I got over that milestone, the three month milestone. I was able to start telling people and then I started feeling better, but I don't know. It was just, just the transition from not being pregnant at all and doing whatever the heck you want with your body <laughs> and then being pregnant and not being able to do anything. It's, yeah. it's crazy. Like, Wow. It's crazy. I love matcha. I don't drink coffee, but I like matcha. Couldn't love, drink that. Like it was love just like, it was a lot. Oh, right? you can't drink you can't matcha? Drink it. It's so high in caffeine. It's so high in caffeine. You cannot drink matcha. Maybe one coffee every day, but like a matcha is too much. <laughs> wow. Yeah, okay. it's crazy. Wow. Yo, you're so level-headed. You've always been level-headed. Like that's why you're like yeah mommy goals like just the idea of like what you can and cannot control is something that I'm still struggling with um I always have to remember like it's hard it's hard but that is such a good like way to ground yourself it's like what can I control really all you can control is yourself like and and that makes so much sense that approach of just like approaching it that way um and the fear of miscarriage I think is very common and I I've like I'm not even thinking to have children but I'm always thinking like is my body able to to do that like it's such a like like, yeah scary it's something that's talked about but I don't know if you watch Desi Perkins um on YouTube I heard she's pregnant that's awesome Yeah, Yeah. yeah well her birthing like her pregnancy story was like literally had me in tears it's just she was having such a hard time getting pregnant um and had multiple miscarriages and like I'm happy women are talking about that because it is super common. I know my mom had mm-hmm. miscarriages. My grandmothers both had miscarriages. Um, I'm a rainbow baby, so... Me too. <laughs> I totally get it. I'm a rainbow baby. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Yes. I love that you know. Okay. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. And I, I think it's such a yeah. beautiful thing. Um, but then I also understand that um, postpartum also can... Like you might go through like the fear of... Um, having miscarriage and you have your baby and then there's postpartum like my mom had postpartum with me because she was so scared you know like she had worked so hard for this baby and now she like wanted to make sure nothing like harmed it Um, yeah there's so much like moms are literally world like superheroes like they're real life superheroes I don't know what we would do without mothers Um, but you, you said something about I wanted to rewind. You said you wanted to touch base on something about like the beginning process. What was it that you said? I really wanted to get into that. So basically like, I think something that's really crazy that I experienced myself was before I got pregnant, as I said, like, you know, you can do whatever you want. You can, Mm. you know, run as far as you want. You can bike, you can do all of these things. Uh, You can eat whatever you want. You can try whatever you want. And then when you become pregnant, it's literally a list of things that you can't do. And I think a Mm. common misconception Mm. is that you can just eat whatever you want, however you want for however long you want. And that's like not even the case at all. Like Mm. it is such a stereotype because a lot of people be like, oh, I'm sure you're eating everything you ever wanted. And I'm like, no, actually I can't have like half the things I used to eat. And now everything, every smell makes me want to throw up and every, Mm. you know, (laughs) every perfume smells just gross. And this food doesn't taste good anymore. And, you know, the baby chooses what it likes and what it doesn't like. There were times where I'd have like a specific type of French fry from like a restaurant and I would get home and that was it. 
gone right in the toilet and I couldn't control it. And I would try again and again and it just, nope, they didn't like it. And so I would just have to stop eating it. So it's again, not in your control at all. Like I couldn't have any smelly soaps in the house or I'd have like the worst headache all day. Mm -hmm. But normally you're like totally fine, you know? So it's just like even that, like controlling your own like environment to Mm -hmm. make sure that it's conducive to like you not feeling like horrible Uh (laughs) for the rest of the day. So I think, I think that that's a big thing too. And a lot of people don't realize that the baby pushes your organs back. So your stomach and everything is behind the baby, which means that your stomach is a little bit condensed. (laughs) And so you can't actually have like a full meal. Mm. right and a lot of people are like oh you've got twins so double the food and I'm like no it's only like 200 calories more difference like it's not an astronomical amount so you know you just have to be mindful about what you eat and how much you eat because if you are feeling full Mm -hmm. then you're going to be very uncomfortable (laughs) very very uncomfortable Mm. so yeah no it's that's a huge common misconception for sure is you know you get to eat everything and anything you want it's well, not that easy. Yeah, I did not see. I'm learn. I'm literally learning. This is all <laughs> fascinating. Um, did you have any cravings? I'm always curious. Yes, I did. So I was really into uh, Mrs. Vicky's Lay's chips. Very specific. Mm-hmm. I don't really know why, but that was one of the main things. Um, and then I would say like like milkshakes. I'm not one to have ice cream until I was pregnant. I was really, I had a big sweet tooth Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not like that at all. Like I really didn't, I don't drink pop or anything like that. So it was weird for me to be craving these things. And there is like a mother, a wives tale that if you're craving sugary things that you are usually having the girl. So I automatically was like, oh, I'm definitely having a girl or girls. And it was correct. Wow. So, which was weird because I didn't think it was going to be, but it was. So yeah, I would say like sweets mm-hmm. and, uh, and I think the main like fruit I would say that I was craving a lot was like strawberries. Mm. I really enjoyed a good strawberry. Ooh, that's, I ain't mad yeah. about a strawberry, but that's so crazy. There's something just so random. Like this is just me being curious, but um, yeah. do twins run in your family or on your boyfriend's side of the family? Or was this just like completely a surprise for you? So um, I didn't know this at all, but um, my mother's uh, dad, like so my grandfather, his mom had twins. Oh. Um, in But it was back in like, 1920 or something like that so mm-hmm. a very very long time ago and she didn't know she was pregnant with twins um so uh, unfortunately one of them passed away at birth yeah. um so we didn't actually know what type of twins they were but mm-hmm. she did have twins so I know that it runs on my side of the family and my boyfriend's uh, first cousins are uh fraternal twins mm-hmm. so that's kind of how we started the conversation about twins, uh, just as a joke. Mm-hmm. But I actually found this out. So identical twins and paternal twins, they're very different when it comes to like genes and stuff. Mm-hmm. But identical twins are not genetic. So it just kind of happens. Oh, wow. Okay. That's so interesting. Yeah. yeah. So for example, for example, with my situation, mm-hmm. um, Mackenzie, who is baby A, was two days older in mm-hmm. the womb 
than Victoria mm-hmm. because she was, I think, the original egg. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason, they Split. they separated mm-hmm. uh, two days after they, they got together, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then fraternal twins um, and also identical twins, like more than likely will be the same sex because they're the mm-hmm. same everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but there that doesn't mean that they'll be the exact same personalities either so Mm. that's also a thing with it too and then for fraternal twins um they're usually they can be a boy and a girl but they're usually a uh like sorry they're usually a boy and a girl but they can be the same sex um but they're usually a boy and a girl oh so yeah I didn't know that until I got pregnant with them and I was like oh okay wow that That is so (laughs) interesting and you know what um Obviously, I studied psychology, and majority of um, examples or studies are based off of twin studies because it just shows how mm-hmm. much nature, nurture, um, genetics mm-hmm. plays a part. So you're literally like, that's so fascinating. I didn't even know that. I mean, I went to school for this, and they completely skipped that yeah. whole part. Um, so you're literally <laughs> learning about like human genetics and everything just by being yeah. a mom to twins. And they're probably different yeah. to you. Like you could tell their personality. They're types. so different. They're so different. Like when they were babies, they mm. looked very different because Mackenzie was only like three pounds, 11 ounces when she was born. Mm-hmm. So she looked much different than her four pound, five ounce sister. But now that they're getting older, I find every day they look the exact same, but their personalities just fork. Oh like they God. just, their personalities are very different, mm-hmm. but they look so similar. They sound so wow. similar, but they're just different individual people. And to touch base on the whole like genetic like thing mm-hmm. about twins, like because I teach kids and I have my mm-hmm. ECE, I went mm-hmm. to school. Yeah. I also learned about twins and about genetics and to actually be living it and see it firsthand every single day. Like I'm an only child. So the fact that they already have sisters like from the get-go, yeah. they're they're they've got somebody with them already and have had somebody with them, I think is so magical just in mm-hmm. itself. Right. Mm-hmm. So um so yeah I'm excited to like see as a as a teacher <laughs> yeah. to see through that and see their social development and like their emotional development kind of coincide with each other, if not completely fork at the road, who knows? Yeah. But it'll be interesting. It'll be really interesting to see how this all sort of plays out. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. I'm so excited. I'm staying tuned. Um I think that's so beautiful. I always say like I'm really lucky I had sisters because it was like I had friends growing up no matter what. But they're literally yeah. going to always have a friend no matter what. Yeah. Well, and I didn't know this again. I learned this while I was pregnant, but at about 14 weeks, the twins know that there's someone else in the room with them. So they start interacting. And the most beautiful thing was to be there for the first interactions because they were inside of me. So yeah. I'd be at work and they'd be like punching each other over my <laughs> belly button and I'd punch back and we'd have a little <laughs> session together. So it was really magical to, to, to witness it, but inside. <laughs> That's so crazy. Wow. I'm like excited. Yeah. Like my ovaries have been like, Oh, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm ready. I don't know. Um, so about that, what I really wanted to say, sorry to cut you off. Yo, go, what I really wanted to say for that <laughs> is, so a lot of people, like, as I read, like, you know, what we were going to talk about sort of thing, I thought to myself, I was like, you know what? Like, I definitely want to talk about this. Cause I feel like this is something that a lot of girls 
go through. And uh, I, I don't, I've only spoken to a few people about this because, you know, I, it's just the people I know. But yeah. um, when I was in high school, yeah. a lot of my friends were getting pregnant, mm-hmm. grade nine, grade 10. Yeah. So I made a pact with myself mm-hmm. that I would have to wait until after high school to even think about having a kid or, you know, whatever. And I made sure that everything that I did was extremely protected because I personally knew that I was not going to be ready. I was too mm-hmm. selfish is what it really came down to is selfishness. And I was just too selfish to share my time. I was too selfish to share my money with another human, right? And like, that's totally okay to feel that way. At least you're being honest with yourself um, because there are a lot of babies that are brought into this world where the the home life isn't really what it should be. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to make sure that that wasn't the situation Mm -hmm. that I was going to be in ever. And then once I graduated high school, I'm like, okay, graduated high school, now you have to wait till after college. And then after college came and I graduated, everything's great. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't have another thing to get over. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay. Like, let's, let's think about this for a minute, right? <laughs> and then and then a few years later, mm-hmm. I graduated in 2016 and I had them in 2019. Mm-hmm. So, wow. So, yeah. But I made sure that I had a nice little pact with myself. And I think that a lot of girls, like the the social norm is you go to school. Once you're done school, you get married, Mm -hmm. you get a house, Mm -hmm. and then you have children. Mm -hmm. But not everyone has to do it in that order. Not Mm -hmm. everyone has to do any of those things at all. Like, And I think that it's just like the social norm that Mm -hmm. this is the pattern that you need to have a productive life or whatever the the context is. But, Mm -hmm. you know everyone's different. Everyone comes from different situations. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't have to get married if you don't want to. A lot of people have seen divorce, their Mm -hmm. parents divorcing and then getting remarried and divorcing again. And so they have like a negative stigma Mm -hmm. towards marriage. So why would you, when are you guys going to get married? When are you going to have kids? When are you going to do this? Like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter, you know, like everyone has their own story, right? That's so important. That's actually a very important. Yeah. I'm really happy you said that because um, it's something that I even like. It's it could be cultural, societal. Like there's so many layers to it. Definitely. Um, but as yeah. I'm getting older, like where like I turned 26, you're turning 26 as well. If you haven't already, wait. Yeah, I'm birthday? already 26. Yeah, March, your birthday yeah. was in March. Yeah. So we're 26. Yeah. So we're in that like okay, we're we're past. We're in our mid 20s, but we're getting to our late 20s, which is like where everything starts to kind of develop. And I almost feel like as women, there's like this clock that I keep getting reminded of. And it's like, but I'm not like it, it, like I internally have like that pressure, but I also feel like I'm not ready. Like in terms of like financial, I don't have a partner right now that I'd even want to have a child with. So um, I, I always think that I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I would have to like, there's just so many steps before I'd feel like I'd want to even bring someone into mm-hmm. this world. But because of that clock that I keep getting reminded of, I'm like, shit, like I need to hurry up, you know? But I think yeah. it, you've taken off a lot of pressure by saying that there is no real order at the same time. Yeah. It's your story, no. you know, like take that pressure off. It's really society trying to reinforce what society does. Um, but that's really mm-hmm. beautiful. I, thank you for sharing that. Cause I think a lot of, people need to remember um, that there is no there is no rush in the sense of doing things in a specific order 
um, because you feel yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Um, there was one thing, actually, I do want to ask. What is something you wish you had known uh, previous to motherhood that you learned or that you would share to someone like me who has literally no clue? <laughs> <laughs> I think that, um, you know, even though we like to, uh, like, you know, people who you talk to like to focus on more negative things like, oh, I was always so tired or I was always so uh, grumpy or whatever. I think that a lot of people forget to also mention that, like, when you see yourself in your child, I think that there is no other way to see like pure love. Because every time I look at the like they look so much like me when I was a baby, it's nuts. <laughs> when I look at them, I'm like, I get taken back. I'm like, this must have been like what I looked like when I smiled or when I laughed or when I did things. And and then they smile and they reciprocate that back to you mm. and kind of validate that love that you're feeling. And then it just, everything is worth it. No matter how much sleep you got the night before or how much you haven't eaten that day or if it's been five days that you haven't brushed your hair, just taking a shower in general, mm-hmm. it becomes so worth it. And it's so crystal clear. I really wish that people focused mm-hmm. on that a lot more when I was talking to them about pregnancy and sort of like how they felt because it's something that a lot of people forget to mention. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you think of children, you think of they're very expensive, they cry, they poop, you know, you feed them a lot, yeah. but not a lot of people mention like, you know, I melt when my child smiles or yeah. when my child is trying something new for the first time, like I'm in tears. I'm so excited for you. I'm cheering you on. Yeah. And I think that like, we forget that as we get older, that like our parents, whoever they may be, whether it's your grandmother, mm-hmm. your dad, your mom, both mom and dad, whoever, mm-hmm. your neighbor, whoever it is, mm-hmm. I think that just that joy and that peace mm-hmm. is something so important to touch base on and talk about too, right? That's so... So that's like something I wish people would... Highlight. That's like the magic yeah, of I wish, it. And, and you know... And, you know, you also get to sort of relive your childhood a little bit too. You know, we only let them watch a little bit of TV here and there, but what we usually show them is TV shows we used to watch. So like bananas in pajamas. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Do you remember Katie and Orby? Yeah. Like just like, right. So like, just like things that are nostalgic for you. I also like to incorporate too. Like we listen to the Backstreet Boys. We listen to like all sorts of, you know, bands and stuff I used to listen to when I was a kid so like you know it just it's so magical it's just so so magical and it's just so worth it in the end like you think back to all the craziness that you went through during your pregnancy and Mm -hmm. even before that like where you were in your life before you had the kids you know or a kid it's just it's crazy to see your growth and then to like see it reciprocated back to you is like it's too much. It's too much. Like oh I just sit on to just sit and cry and I'm just like, you're so cute. Oh. I just love you so much. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's like true. Yeah. And then I go make food. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so true. Like just like the unconditional love and like mm-hmm. they are depending on you. And the one quote that like got me mm-hmm. and just made me be like, okay, I'm changing from this day on is your child doesn't care how clean your house is. Mm. They don't care if the laundry is done. All they want is to see you smile and just for you to be happy. Mm. They need a happy mom. They need a happy dad. They don't need you mm-hmm. to, you know, and because there are some days where I'm like, okay, I have to do the dishes and then I have to do this. And I'm like, wait a second. 
no, I don't. I can do them when they're sleeping or I can, you know, there's other times for this. And I just stop myself and I'm like, okay, we're going to go sing some songs or read some books. Right. So like, it's just, you know, trying to stop that like robotic, like North American sort of thing where we're all just, you know, brainless, just going to work, coming home, going to work, coming home. And I think this pandemic has definitely really changed Mm -hmm. that for a lot of people too, where it's slown everyone down. So everyone's starting to kind of pull back a little bit and realize like, I need to calm down. Like Mm -hmm. I feel so much better and I'm just so much calmer and it's because the hustle and bustle, right? So I'm just so used to that, that I forget sometimes like I'm not going to be able to live these moments back Mm. again. Like this is the one chance I've got. Right. So it's a lot of pressure, but it's also very comforting to Mm. know that you've acknowledged that and you're going to take that time and spend as much time as you possibly can just instilling happiness and joy and love to these little humans. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I want a baby. (laughs) So cute. Um, there so I do have somewhere uh, maybe like one or two questions for you but um we did talk about you being a mom but you are so much more than just a mom you're a girlfriend a daughter you're you're Petra like what do you do to make sure that you are well and balanced outside of just being a mommy of two so I love that question first of all because that's also such an important thing to talk about too is we always have these hats. Every single person has a hat, whether it's mom, mm. daughter, sister, you know, uh, niece, nephew. So, you know, you have so many hats that you wear on a daily basis. And I think that it's so important for every single person to find one thing that they truly enjoy, mm. just enjoy and nothing more, nothing less. And so taking time out to do those things is really important, even if it's like for five minutes. Mm-hmm. 10 minutes. So the way that I sort of check myself uh, is, you know, just being honest with myself and being like, okay, I need five minutes just to, just to relax for a second or just to sit in silence. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I do do is around the house, I have little like wellness and self care sort of things. So for example, in the living room, I have my face cream. So when I'm feeling a bit stressed out, or if I just need a moment to relax, Mm-hmm. I'll just take some cream and I'll just like massage my face mm-hmm. and, and whatever. And I've been bringing my hairbrush into the shower. So I'll do like a deep conditioning because she doesn't get brushed very often anymore. <laughs> so I'll do like a deep conditioning treatment on myself and brush it all in. And, you know, and then, you know, in the living room, I have like hand cream. So I'll give myself a little hand massage or, mm-hmm. you know, just like little things that, oh, and candles. I've been using candles a lot too. The aroma of like peppermint and things like that just sort of boost my mood. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I can also talk about it to the girls too. It's like a sensory thing. So, um, but yeah, so, you know, just like little tiny things that like I genuinely appreciate. And as I said before, we put them on a schedule now. So I actually know when I'm going to have time to myself. And I think that that has completely changed mm. the way that I see every single day. I know I'm going to start my day at 630 in the morning wow. with two screaming kids. I know that I'm going to feed them <laughs> at this time. I know that this is when they're going to go to nap and I'm going to have two hour chunk to read a book or to play one of my video games or mm. to do the dishes or to shower or to brush my teeth. So I think that, you know, scheduling out your day, especially in a situation like this, even without kids involved, I think that it's such an important thing to do in general. Mm. But as a mom, I think there's a lot of time spent taking care of everyone, mm-hmm. whether, cause I also have a cat too. So I have to feed the kids, feed the cat and then feed myself. 
right? So that's sort of the, the pecking order, <laughs> as, it, as you may want to say. Um, so yeah, like, you know, just making sure that you check in with yourself every once in a while. And if you genuinely do need a minute, go to the bathroom, you know, do my t- eyebrows or, mm-hmm. well, you know, whatever, right? So just anything to get you through the day and make sure that, you know, mentally you're good, right? Mm, I love that. I think that's so important. Um, I definitely, growing up, saw my mom kind of get lost in the different hats and she kind of lost her own. Um, So that was always something that I tried to remember, like, you need to make sure that you're okay. Like you said, a happy mom makes everybody happy. Um, And your kids will know that. Like I knew when my mom was like depleted and tired, like you can feel it as a child. So I think that's so important. Smallest things literally make such a big difference. So small. Like even just brushing my teeth, like I'll brush my teeth like four times one day Yeah, because I just needed to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so like, so spot on. Um, I'm, I feel like we touched on so much that I want to ask you, but in terms of like, you, you kind of touched on my, about like advice to like young women, um, misconceptions, mm-hmm. but is there anything that I missed that you wanted to share about just motherhood, um, being a young woman, the shift that, ha- that comes along with it, or even just misconceptions or stereotypes you think that mm-hmm. we should um, address? Um, I definitely think, and I really noticed this a lot when I was pregnant, um, is that people in the public Mm. do not care what age you are. Mm. So they would look at me as this young woman. They Mm. would see my belly and I could almost see them judging me. Mm. They would think, oh, young mother, you know, like Mm. good luck to her, like kind of a look. Mm. They didn't know I was pregnant with twins, obviously. But even if they did, I really, I don't know if they'd even give up their seat, but it's so crazy because wow. in turn, me saying, you know, I'm, I'm women empowerment and I just, I can't even imagine like all the mothers out there and all the things that they went through, but no women gave me any seats on the bus wow. or the subway. And I was shocked. There was maybe like two or three and the two or three that did were over the age of 65. Oh my gosh. And I was like, dumbfounded because Mm -mm. a lot of construction workers gave me seats Mm -hmm. a lot of you know businessmen gave me Mm -mm. seats and the women would look right at me and that was it Mm. they would just let me continue walking and it was so heartbreaking because Mm. some of these women probably have gone through pregnancy and have got have had children Mm -hmm. and to see another woman who was very pregnant Mm. um and, and just kind of ignore her, it kind of shocked me. So I feel like being kinder, I feel like we should all be kinder to each other and we're, you know, maybe not sympathetic, but be able to sort of put yourself in the person's shoes, you know, and ask yourself, like, would they do this for me? Like, should I be doing this for them? You know, sort of thing, because it was like so shocking to me and very hurtful because as I said, like these people, I'm sure had the same sort of a situation that I had been in. Uh, you know, and it was just crazy to me. So I think just wow. more compassion in the world needs Oof. to be addressed for sure. But it was just for so sure. crazy to me. So my advice to people that, you know, women that, or just anyone who knows somebody that's pregnant or is pregnant themselves, you know, like that one little gesture could really change that mm-hmm. person's life that day. You mm-hmm. know, like there were days where, you know, you just don't, you don't think you have the energy in you. And then to be hurt like that by even just a stranger, it's just really like, it really takes you down. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I became very like, my approach to it was becoming my own advocate Mm -hmm. is how I like to call it. And just saying, you know, like, would you please mind 
giving me a seat. Like I would really appreciate that. And then usually they would do it. Some people were a little rude, but people would, other people would also get involved too. There was one time where a construction worker asked a gentleman who was sitting in the blue seats, which are designated for people that are elderly people that, you know, and there were like young kids that would just ignore elderly people. Anyways, it was just a whole thing. But I think wow. the one thing is just making sure that you're compassionate to other people, whether they're elderly or whether they, you know, have issues um, that you can see a wheelchair or pregnant, mm. um, you know, just a little compassion will go a long way. Is basically what I want uh, to sum up. No, that's, that's so important. I think yeah. um, I keep saying like, I hope that this whole quarantine thing brings out humanity back in people because definitely. it's something that I've definitely seen lacking um, just in general. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why we feel like we're all against each other, especially women. I talk about this all the time. Like we need sisterhood. Mm-hmm. We need to create a community. Like we're not against each other. I don't know where mm-hmm. this stems from. It's so deeply rooted. Um, Definitely. Like we all experience very similar pains, very similar joys. Um, but mm-hmm. it would be a lot easier to be on this earth if we helped each other instead of Definitely. being against each other. So I think that's super important. And compassion goes a long way, whether you mm-hmm. understand it or not. Um, I talk about this in terms of even mental health. Um, when I see people on the streets growing up downtown, I didn't understand that like people that were homeless and, you know, yelling and stuff. Like I just, literally called them crazy you know what I mean but now every time I see them I'm like oh my gosh like I feel so like oh my gosh like Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna make fun of them or you know people I see like literally grown adults like making fun of them throwing things at them or like acting like they're not even human um and it's Mm -hmm. like no this person literally just has a mental health issue and the system just failed them and that's pretty much what it is and it could have been Mm -hmm. anybody's family member so passion is huge um and I think perfect way to wrap this up um Mm -hmm. but before we go I wanted to know what your small joy of this week or this quarantine or today anything that's you want to share that's brought you kind of a little bit of happiness oh that's so like there's definitely a few things, <laughs> but the one thing, it hasn't happened yet, but one of the things is we got these like teether things for the mm. girls and we're going to put fruit in it. So they're going to try like a bunch of different fruits for the first time. So that's really exciting. That's exciting. Um, it's really, really exciting. And then another thing would probably be, no, I think that's the one thing. Just, it's so exciting to watch them just experience, you know. Oh my gosh. Life. I want to know are you going to do lemon or anything like citrusy or? Yes, but not now when they're a little older. It's good oh. for the taste buds. Okay. Oh my gosh. I'm excited. Oh. I'll send you the video when I do it. Please. Okay. I was going to ask. Please record it. Oh my gosh. I'm trying to think of what like my small, oh, my small joy has been. Um, I've been buying myself flowers because I've been very much on like the path of like dating myself and setting my own like standard. So I've bought yeah. my fl- myself flowers for the last like two weeks I buy myself a fresh Mm. like bouquet Um, it's like literally like seven dollars but it's made such a difference in like I'm like oh my gosh I could do this for myself like I don't need anyone to do this for myself like it feels so good Mm. Um, so that's brought me a lot of joy Um, thank you so 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 much of course Um, we need to FaceTime just in general whenever you get a second or even just text me anytime if you're like girl (laughs) I just need to talk. I'm literally always here. I'm always in your corner. You know, I have thank so much you. love and for you. to you. I know you're the best. Um, <laughs> ugh, I love you. You're so amazing. And 
Thank you for sharing your time. Tell your girls, thank you for sharing it <laughs> with me. Um, and I will put all the description. Send me your information um, that you want to share. Mm-hmm. I'll put it in the description of the pod. And I'll obviously send you more information on how to, it's going to be produced and everything. But thank you again. Yeah, no worries. You're the best. Thank you so much. Hi, love mama. you, girl. And I'll I talk to you, you soon. Okay. Bye, mama. I'll Bye. see you.